0: You are listening to The Sober Dad Podcast, where we talk about raising kids and not glasses. Hey, and welcome to episode 46 of The Sober Dad Podcast. Today, we have a dad skills episode for you like we do on every Wednesday So I'll pick a topic and give my two cents about it. Most of my parenting advice comes from personal experience. Some of it is things that I've read or heard, but all of it is things that I try to do in my own life that I've found that help, and hopefully it helps you too. And of course, none of this would be possible without sobriety, so if you're still looking to do that too, check out the Monday episodes. But let's go ahead and get started. Oh, I guess another thing before we do is, if you can't tell, I'm a little extra nasally today, Uh, got some kind of head cold, half the family has it. Kind of is what happens when school starts back up. Even though my kids are homeschooled, they still go to the gym and share space with other kids. And they have siblings that go to school, so the playground plague or whatever you want to call it, kindergarten crud, it's everywhere. And half of my kids have it. I have it. Luckily, the wife and two older kids don't seem to be affected by it. So the, that's something good, I guess. But yeah, I feel like I'm in a bubble. My nose is not working at all. So I apologize for any coughing or sniffing or anything like that. And I'll do my best to keep that to a minimum. One more side note, just wanted to give a shout out to my dad, who since getting sober about five months ago, and with a little bit of dieting, has lost over 60 pounds. (laughs) So, way to go, dad. It's pretty cool. So, what I want to talk about today is getting your kids to do things, such as chores or just helping around the house. And I know it's a little different for older kids, like teenagers. I don't have any teenagers myself, but I used to be one. And I have nieces and nephews, and I've seen what their reaction is when asked to do things or their reluctance to do things. And I think, for starters, setting standards is important, when trying to have your kids do anything, but you have expectations for your kids and you expect them to do certain things. And just like I've covered before, if you don't make your expectations known, then they will not get met. So if you expect your kids to do certain things, such as clean up after themselves, then you need to continually remind them, especially when they're little, that this is what is expected of you and explain to them. And in my case, I have to explain it to them every single time I ask them to do something, why it's important that they do these things. For instance, my kids' room upstairs, they can somehow it defies time and logic but that room can be completely pristinely clean and in a matter of it seems like seconds they can destroy the whole room it seems like a hurricane went through there every single toys on the floor the giant pile of stuffed animals is strewn about i don't know how they do it but they do So in the instance for their room, what my wife and I do is we set the precedent that if they want their friends to come over and play upstairs in their room, it has to be clean first. The reason my wife and I do this is it incentivizes the kids to actually keep their room clean or to clean up after themselves so they can have their friends over and play in their room. And sometimes they will even recruit their friends to help clean up after they're done playing and sometimes not. And it takes a little more reminding and push, but when they come to me now and say, Hey, can so-and-so come over and I'll ask them, is your room clean? And if the answer is no, I'll say, sure. They can come over as soon as your room is clean. And then they know that they have to go upstairs and clean the room. And if they choose not to, then their friends don't come over. And then we end up cleaning it later. And yes, sometimes we do help them clean, especially if it gets really out of hand. And what that looks like mostly is one of us up there delegating tasks to the kids. For instance, we'll say, hey, you pick up the stuffed animals and put them back While you pick up the Legos and then they have a set task instead of staring at a giant pile of everything and being overwhelmed, you assign them a simple, like doable task and then they can accomplish that and they feel accomplished once they've done it. And of course, a lot of praise goes a long way. So as they're finishing their task, you just comment on how well they're doing or help guide them if they need it. And this has turned into where one of our two oldest actually seems to enjoy cleaning up and even volunteers to do it at times, or to help me or my wife do chores, and then the other one has little to no interest, and she's more reward-motivated, whereas the other one, I think, likes to do it simply because she knows that it makes us happy. So we have to treat them differently. We know that one likes the praise and the other one needs a tangible, I guess, incentive or benefit, which obviously when they get older, they'll be expected to do more. But in the meantime, since they're young, uh, a clear-cut reward type system is what we found that works and by reward i don't mean like getting candy and stuff it's more like once you do what's expected of you then you have access to these other things that you don't get whenever you want like a tablet or an episode of tv we have these little tickets that we use they're called we call them screen time tickets And the girls can get these by doing extra chores around the house, like helping out more. And they also get one every day for doing their schoolwork because we're homeschooling and they're still the age where they need that motivation to do schoolwork, especially the younger of the two because she's in kindergarten and that gives them a tangible reward for doing their reading and math and stuff. So the reward system works very well for keeping them motivated and knowing that after they do this slightly unpleasant thing that they don't feel like doing, that they will be rewarded after the fact. And the obvious translation here to older kids is obviously you can tie their... Whatever your expectations are of them to, like, allowance or access to electronics, video games, cell phones, if your kid has a phone, or even if they're even older, driving the car, whatever. If you make sure that they know that they need to meet their expectations before they get to do other things, then... There comes a time, like I said with my the younger or the older two, she cleans up after herself quite often without having to be told or reminded. And not to denigrate my oldest, but I think the reason that is is because we didn't start implementing things like this until more recently, and younger ones are more malleable and kind of... Seemed to catch on a little sooner, whereas my older one was more used to when I was drinking, I would just do everything, some bit out of guilt and other just out of not wanting to answer all the whys and how comes and make a big deal out of it. So I would just clean their room or I would just do everything so I didn't have to bother negotiating and actually being a parent. But yeah, so as far as chores and stuff goes, depending on the age of your kid, and make sure that the chores are age-appropriate. My oldest just now wants to start helping do dishes, and I let her handle the easier task, like loading the dishwasher, things like that, which I always end up reorganizing anyway. But I also do that if anyone loads the dishwasher, because I guess I... I just like the way I do it, so I usually rearrange it anyway. It's probably ego or something, but I feel like I, for whatever reason, I always rearrange the dishwasher. But anyway, make sure the chores are age-appropriate. I'm not going to have my four-year-old vacuum the house because the vacuum's taller and heavier than she is, and that would just be silly. I guess... The reason I went on that little tangent about the dishwasher was to imply that if they want to help, I never discourage them. I would much rather just do the dishes myself, because it goes faster, and to be honest, any chore is way faster when I do it, obviously. But if they ask to help, I always say yes, because I don't want them to be discouraged and not want to do things around the house and help, so... No matter how much harder it makes everything, like having to reorganize the dishwasher when she leaves, or to rewash some of the dishes, it ju- or fold laundry. That's another one. It just it's nice to, for one, bond and try to teach them something new. Like this is the proper way to fold a shirt. This is how you pair socks. And actually, that's a pretty fun game. You dump out a bunch of socks on the floor, and you have, if you have two kids, you tell them to race to find the matches, and whoever's piles bigger wins. So that's pretty fun, unless your kids are competitive like mine. And then usually whoever loses gets a little salty. But if you don't tie, like, an actual prize to winning, you just give them a nice crisp high five and praise them both for doing such a good job. It usually turns out okay. But yeah, so like I said earlier, tried to, before I went on a tangent, that pretty much covers chores and stuff. And then as far as other behaviors, like I've said before, one of our kids likes to settle their differences with their hands. When they're upset, they will hit people and lash out. Something that my wife and I found beneficial with the kids before was a charting system. So you make the chart and whenever they do the desired behavior, they get to put a sticker on the chart or draw a happy face or whatever you want to do in that thing, and then they can have a visual representation of the progress they're making. We just started implementing this with the one that likes to hit, and it is already having some tangible benefits. So... If you, for instance, when we did potty training, I set the chart up in weeks, and if they had a week's worth of stickers, then they got to get a prize out of the prize box. And the prize box was literally, I went to Dollar Tree and grabbed like 20 things and put them in a box, and then once they get the necessary amount of stickers, then they got to choose a prize out of the box, and it made it fun. They got all excited when they got a new toy, and it helped a lot. It worked with both of my oldest kids for potty training purposes, and now we're doing the charting for homeschool and for trying to fix the hitting behavior, and so far they've been working great along with the tickets that we give them for doing their schoolwork and for doing extra things around the house. So, in summary, I guess what I'm saying is as far as getting your kids to do what is expected of them and what you want them to do, for one, you need to make your expectations known. They need to know, this is what I require, this is what I expect. And give them the means in which to meet that expectation and that requirement, whether it's delegating, like helping them, like, okay, you pick this up, you pick that up, or if it's just facilitating, like if they need you to show them how to do it. And then the other thing is reward. So expectation and then reward or outcome. Like all people, people like getting something. You don't like getting nothing for something. And kids are the same. They want some kind of tangible reward at the end of whatever they're doing. They want to know that they're doing something for something because when they're little, they're not going to understand, oh, you do this to contribute to the family because you love the family and you want to help your family. You can tell them that and say, this is why I do all the things I do is because I love my family and I want to take care of my family. And as long as you're showing them that that is a good reason to do things. But even then, kids want prizes. They're hardwired to gimme, gimme, gimme. So having some kind of reward for their good behavior and doing what's expected of them is going to help you a whole lot more than trying to guilt trip them. It doesn't work. We tried guilt tripping the kids before. Elise the oldest one, and she did not care. So expectation and reward. Those are the two important things. Before we wrap up here today, I want to let everybody know that I decided to do something extra I guess and it is available only on Twitter or X whatever you want to call it I'm doing these little 120 second maximum video things and I'm uploading them to Twitter and I'm just playing around with the video settings and as you know or might not know this is an audio only podcast I don't do videos so I figured I would do something a little extra, seeing as how Twitter is the only platform I use as far as social media goes. I kind of was dabbling in Facebook and just stopped. And Instagram was just not intuitive enough for a boomer like me, I guess. So I just I stick to X, and I kind of like it that way. So I figured in a way to show twitter some love is to make these little videos exclusively on there so if you want to if you're curious want to know what those are about i've only done one so far which is an intro but i plan on doing one a week then you can follow me on twitter at sober dad pod and you can also send me an email at sober dad podcast at gmail.com but yeah check us out on twitter and Also, remember to like, share, subscribe. All that jazz, say it every time, should be second nature by now. But yeah, that's all I got for you guys today. So I'm John Skillman, and remember to raise your kids, not glasses.